0: Welcome to the Filthy Spoon Podcast. I'm John. I'm Robert. We're recording in a different spot today, over at my house at uh, Casa La Crack House in Gridley, California. Um, Robert had some stuff going on with his family, and his wife was nice enough to drop him off. So we're doing it here today. So if you hear any wacky noises or anything, uh, that's why we're in a little bit different spot. So have <laughs> yeah. your week been, Robert? Oh, that's good. It
1: worked out. Well, today, uh, I could stop by your place in Gridley on our way home from Oroville. We're at uh, Table Mountain Ecological Preserve, uh, which was pretty packed. One, uh, There's a land use fee, we found out, but uh, we, if you have an active hunting license, you don't have to pay it, so that was kind of cool.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, there's more uses for a hunting license than people think sometimes, and that's one of them. That's awesome, man.
1: Yeah, for sure. Super crowded, though. It's that time of year where people are starting oh, to yeah. get out and do things. It ain't hot
0: yet, and weather's been so frigging gloomy and rainy that I'm sure they're ready to get out. But
1: Yeah. Now, last weekend when we talked, uh, you were, after our podcast, you were going to go over to uh, the the Farmer's Brewing out in Yep.
0: Yep, yep. Princeton. Princeton. Yep. Uh, yeah, everybody's been asking me, texting me, messaging me on Instagram about it, and wanting to hear how it went. And yes...
1: In fact, I think before you tell the story, I'm going to pop one open right now. This was Sounds a, good. I'm was already
0: it? a couple in. heady as normal because you know me. Wasn't a
1: planned sound effect, but <laughs> we'll take it.
0: <laughs> so anyway, yes, me and old Sherry Joe, we made the pilgrimage up to Princeton. And uh, I'd never – well, I'd spend a little bit of time in them little microbreweries and stuff. And it's usually kind of a hipster crowd. And, you know, I tend to, you know – I think it's a bunch of snobby assholes, but uh, this was a completely different experience. Uh, we went out there; it's literally the middle of nowhere on their farm. Um, everybody that worked there was nicer than hell. The gal, I think her name was Ashley, that gave us the tour, um, super knowledgeable on what's going on. You know, they've only been you know up and running since 2019. The, I mean, how they made it go is pretty a really pretty neat story, and uh, you know, very informative on the tour and. It was neat. Some of you guys seen the pictures I put on Instagram about it and stuff. And it was it was a blast. Uh, well, the only problem is I didn't. I think I spent like three hundred bucks on beer <laughs> and swag, but uh, it was a good time. And I I'd probably be back out there this afternoon if it weren't for doing this podcast right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. Now I gotta go out there sometime.
0: Uh, I think you've inspired me. I, yeah, uh, we need to do a live pod out there sometime or something. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, for, um, for sure. I' ain't kidding you. They're all super nice folks. I mean, the, the other patrons there were nice. All the, I mean, literally all the staff, super friendly, super talkative. Uh, you know, it's a great atmosphere. You, know? I, I brought my dog with me. I, you know, don't bring him inside, but or her inside. But you know, put her on a leash out front and stuff. It was, it was just a really fun day. And you know, really, I have to say, you're. Uh,
1: a bit of a hipster, John. You have your a dog. That's a very hipster thing to do to bring your dog everywhere. And you're <laughs>
0: you're drinking microbrewery beer now. Well, uh, well, it's it's been a slippery slope, you know. I'm pretty sure within 5 years I may be gay. You know, it started out a couple of years back with the yeti thing, you know. I used to be anti-yeti and now I'm uh got every yeti thing under the sun. I you know, got a big stupid diesel pickup uh I mean, it's just it's slippery slope. I'm going to be wearing a flat-billed hat in no time. Yeah. So.
1: With your pit vipers? Yes,
0: yes, pit vipers. I should probably try to grow a mullet, too, huh? You know, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think my mullet days uh, are far behind me. It's just, it's not that I want to do it. I just have a, a difficult time growing the hair
0: these days. Oh, not me. Uh God blessed me with a beautiful head of hair and uh, not much else physical attributes, but... Uh, the head of hair I got covered, but uh, I never had a mullet, and I, no, I won't start now. I, not for me. So hopefully, as I go down this journey of hipsterness, I don't end up with a mullet. But
1: well, I wonder if uh, you know you got to figure that these these other beer companies, including some of our local places, are are getting some more business these days with the the Bud Light boycott. That seems to have taken off.
0: Uh, pretty far i a little further than i thought you know and i it looks like Anheuser bush is trying to right the ship and good for them um i believe it has it's you know it's affected sales i pay attention every time i go to a gas station seem like there's a pack of bud light there and that's in mind you we are in california so i think if you go to friggin' wyoming or missouri or something it might you know be even a little bit worse than that but uh sure you know i don't I don't hate them. I don't want them out of business. I just I want my wanted my voice to be heard, so I quit drinking it. And but seems like it, you know, a boycott, you know. So for any of you that are going to try to throw it under my bus, if you you know throw me under the bus, if you see a Bud Light in my hand at some point because farmers isn't available everywhere, it would be some time from now. But I'm a forgive and forget Christian, so if they write the ship, I'm sure I may, you know. Let a Bud Light can grace my lips once again.
1: (laughs) But time will
0: tell. It looks like they're on the right track. You know, they're trying to figure out what's going on. They suspended that, or she's on a leave of absence, that marketing director that, you know, thought up this whole great scam. And uh, time will tell. You know, Rosa Parks, after the boycott in Alabama worked and she, you know, they boycotted the buses, she started riding the friggin' bus again. Okay. So does anybody hold her? You know, instead of being a turncoat because she rode the buskin, no. And that's exactly what I would be. Basically, I'd, just me and Rosa Parks are the same, you know. So.
1: Well, yeah, this is the first farmer's light I've had. Uh, it's pretty good, so thanks for sharing it.
0: Um, well, I know you're not going to drink too many of them. I mean, it's like one beer a day for you, so.
1: Well, you know what, the, the, these lighter beers are a little easier.
0: Yeah, that's the reason I drink them. If I drank what you did, I'd be laying on the ground by friggin' dark time every day. So,
1: no, for sure. But
0: no, nah, it's good stuff, and uh, I like it so far. Like I say, it's a little pricey, but it's good stuff, and we're gonna keep drinking it for now, and we'll see how things go.
1: Well, I did see that uh, Farmers Brewing made a made a bit of a, a joke on on your
0: story. Yeah, well, that was on our story. Yeah. yeah, on our—I don't know if you guys seen it. Uh, pretty cool. I uh, posted a little funny shot of me, you know, half out of it at the lake a couple years ago with a Bud Light in my hand, saying, "I can't wait for these summer days." Just switching out the Bud Light for a farmer's, and farmers saw it and they they photoshopped the farmers in my hand and reposted it to their story. So that was kind of cool. Of them, so I thought it was awesome. I love when companies. Uh, have fun on social media like that yeah and it was it was all a fun deal there was no you know bad mouthing or political shit it was just a funny deal and yeah it was nice of them and we got a couple followers out of it i think and a few people messaged me about it so that was cool of them and you know they'll definitely get their money back off me so yeah good decision good chance to
1: to plug the instagram while we're talking about it so if you if you haven't followed us already you can follow us at filthy spoon waterfowl on instagram and uh We're on Facebook as well, Filthy Spoon Waterfowl.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. we got quite a few social media users, uh, ads this week. We're still kind of low. It's kind of funny. we got way more listens on the podcast than we do social media listeners. I thought that was kind of funny. But I think Instagram is kind of becoming the old guy thing or something maybe. So I know some of the younger guys, maybe they don't, I don't know, my daughter don't hardly use Instagram no more. So I don't know if that's where it is, but I mean, hey, we, we appreciate all the listens. We appreciate the follows on Instagram, and I think we're on Facebook too, aren't we,
1: Robert? We, we are, yeah. It's, they're linked because Instagram and Facebook are the same company. Now, now uh, our listeners, because we don't have it, this videotape, they can't see that you're, you know, putting in a a chew of Copenhagen. But uh, your your vices have really been rocked over the last couple months. You uh, California outlawed. Copenhagen, oh, yeah. Wintergreen. Yeah. Copenhagen Wintergreen, Copenhagen Wintergreen, yeah, and then yep. and then Bud Light, you're you're off
0: the Bud Light wagon for the time being, so um, yeah, it's a kind of a lifestyle change, yeah. you know. Um, actually, you know, God bless our uh, Native Americans because they found a way around it, so you can get, can get it at a uh, oh,
1: casinos at the casinos, yeah, ah, yeah. So, That's sovereign
0: uh, land, it's sovereign land, but I mean, they're getting their tax out of it, sure. So it's. Uh, over ten bucks a can, I've seen for Wintergreen. So <laughs> now, if we're rocking the Copenhagen straight for now, but I mean, after years of frying my taste buds, I could put about anything in my mouth at this point. It don't matter. So,
1: oh, that that you know, I don't know. That, that's <laughs> well,
0: not- <laughs> okay, hey, you yeah. said it. You all said right, it. <laughs> uh, back to Bud Light. Just like that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, this took a turn, huh? <laughs> That's all right. Well, if we can't make fun of ourselves. Oh, yeah, exactly. Can't make fun of anyone. Well, this is, uh,
0: I know we're still in turkey hunting season, and you did you did some turkey hunting yesterday. How'd that yeah, go? Yeah, this has been the shittiest season for me in a long time, partially self-induced. I haven't went a lot. Robert, you know, he won't make time for me, so end up sacrificing a couple Saturdays for you listeners. So I hope you all appreciate that. Sundays, I'm normally too hungover to do it. I will, but I haven't this year. Um, but yesterday, able to. Uh, went up, seen my good buddy Bert and his wife Margo. And, uh... Everything seemed alright. I, I I talked in the last episode how I work it up there. And, uh, heard them in the roost. They come down and they gobbles kept getting further and further away. And, uh... That was kind of the end of it, and I went and was helping my buddy Bert and his handyman make some uh, cages for his tomatoes. The deers keep eating his prized tomatoes, and he loves growing stuff. He's an old farm boy, and he grew up in Grimes, and he lives up in Cool now, but he still loves growing his tomatoes and onions and all kinds of stuff, and uh, so I was helping out a little bit, um, built some cages. Well, I started hearing some gobbling down the hill, and so I... uh, got my gun and I hauled ass down the hill and kind of found a good spot to set up against a tree and started calling a little bit on my cheap friggin box call and they're getting louder and louder and before I know it I see one sticking his head, I can just see his head barely because I'm in pretty hilly country up there and there's a gate, lots of times when I hunt up there I leave that gate open but the cows are there right now so I can't do that. And they'll jump the fence, but it takes some coaxing. But anyway, I I got a little patient. I was excited to get a shot off at a turkey. And I wasn't too far, but I had a real short window in between the, the steel gate and the fence. And I took a shot, and I thought I got him, and I didn't. I jumped up, and there was two more. I didn't even know they were there. And I wasn't sure if I hit the one, so I didn't take another shot at one of them. I probably could have got on the run. But, hey, it, that's hunting, you know. Um, if I could have waited a little bit longer, I mean, I, I was pretty dang stilled. I, I might have been able to coax him over that fence, but it um, is what it is. And then it's always great because old Bird up there, he, uh, every time I don't get one, he ridicules me and belittles me endlessly for being such a horrible hunter and how he gives me every opportunity and I can't even frigging get the job done. So, always fun listening to that when you're done with it, but... uh We had a great afternoon talking to him. Uh, He had a good time. We, you know, did turkey cages. He drank a couple beers with me. Uh, It was a great afternoon, even though I went home birdless. But I'm going to give her a try again next Saturday. I think it's closing weekend next weekend. And we'll see what happens, man. So let's hope I uh, can actually get the job done instead of blowing it like I did yesterday.
1: Yeah, well, the the temperatures are certainly increasing it's getting warmer um i know at the beginning of this turkey season it was like man it feels a little cooler than it usually does yeah yeah we talked about that yeah
0: Yeah, it was a beginning of the season was a little tough and then i i should have took more advantage in the middle part probably but just didn't work out and and to be honest it ain't that big a deal to me i i will tell you when they were gobbling and they're coming up i remembered why i do it sometimes you forget that until you're right in the middle of it how actually exciting it is when you got that gobbler coming into you
1: oh yeah it, I, I like when they they fan out and oh yeah. up.
0: yeah dance a little yeah it's pretty exciting and they you know like i say i have the crappiest of the crappiest stuff and they're checking it out you know it's like my like guy had a little crappy hen decoy that was i set up when i run down the hill and that's what they were gobbling at and uh i don't know it it, my blood pressure went up a bit and it's always nice to remind you why you you know do it i never have to with ducks that way but everything else i kind of need a reminder
1: yeah i would say turkey i don't i don't get super motivated about um well i mean i just we talked about this before but with baseball and everything i just have have kind of put the turkey hunting on the back burner the last several years um but yeah i can you you talking about kind of reminds me of, of you know when you're Got a got a nice spot. Lean lean back on a tree. Face mask, gloves, just totally concealed. And that bird comes around the corner, doesn't see you. Pretty exciting, oh, yeah. Comes and I wasn't even decoy. in any
0: camo. I just I was in regular overalls and a t-shirt. But I mean, I swear the not moving is the most important thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, I was hit a little bit, but yeah, I uh, no, that's pretty dang exciting to trick. I mean, even though turkeys are some of the dumbest animals on the planet. They just live scared. That's how they, that's how they go through life. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're very observant, and you know, as everybody knows, their eyesight's great. So you know, they're pretty easy to kill a lot of the times. But it's kind of nice when you get outsmarted a little bit. I sometimes I can get them to come back even after I missed one. But yesterday I wasn't able to, and to be honest, I didn't put a whole lot of effort in because I was having such a good conversation with my buddy.
1: Sure. What's well, a I mean, as waterfowl hunters, not moving huge when, like, birds are working. Same thing the with blind, yeah, yeah. You same. can have all the camo you want, but if you're if you're looking up at the sky and moving your head. Yeah,
0: just moving around, fumbling, grabbing your gun, sitting your coffee. You know, you guys know that all has something to do with it. And then some days it don't matter at all. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you can be standing outside that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're out grabbing a bird or something. Here they're frigging laying on the other side of the check, but.
1: Well, it never fails too. You know, we've all been there. You get out of the blind to to take a piss, and yep. and then you you know you uh, you look up and and there's a bird just you know,
0: yep. just cupped up landing Happened every time, or like you know for the refuge guys. I remember we used to refuge hunt a lot. You know, you're maybe packing it in a little early and you thought and it's been slow, yeah. and damn it, and then you start picking up decoys, and then here they come. You know, and it's like, oof, know, that's God's way of freaking Messing with your head or whatever, keeping you motivated to keep doing it. I don't know, but
1: I'll tell you what: never, never look back when you're leaving the blind.
0: No, yeah, you'll be there all day. (laughs) And we've had a couple days like that. Oh yeah,
1: (laughs) or where you've loaded and unloaded five times. You know, all right, we're done. Let's get. Oh
0: oh oh! Never mind, never mind. Here they are. (laughs) Let's load back up. (laughs) Very
1: rarely do you actually get another bird out of that. No, it happens, but
0: almost never. Though you're right. When you, you know, almost never.
1: Last season, I was hunting out um, one of our blinds by the, the refuge in the race, and uh, I, had, I had, you know, shot a speck, I think. It's foggy day, and, you know, I, I hate the fog. I know some guys claim it's awesome. That's great if you if you hunt a spot where the fog works, but in
0: my experience, where we hunt, the fog blows. I've had some good days at our, we call it our Sutter property, yeah. but, yeah, it's over near the refuge, Sutter Refuge. I've had good fog days there. I know you're anti oh, fog. I've had I've had good days. We used to have a blind down by Lincoln. Yeah. Mace, Mason and I, one of the guys in our club, and I don't look forward to the fog by any means. But I've definitely had days where it's worked out. And sometimes later in January, when the birds are already down, and they get lost, or I don't know. If you're, I mean, if you're set up by a grind or something in the fog, that I've had that Maybe. work out pretty well. Yeah, but yeah. I know I. I I, I agree with you, and I, I think probably most guys and stuff would too, you know. But,
1: but there was there was a day I was out there by myself,
0: just me and my dog,
1: and uh, you know that that's hard too because you get you know you get snaked when you're oh hunting, that, that duck hunting a, by yourself that's
0: a big one. I hop by myself a lot because for some reason everybody in my club thinks I'm an asshole know why i don't hog birds i don't shoot over their head i i think i'm a very nice guy to hunt with but yeah i thought people like you again i well I, you're you're kind of right i guess i gotta quit living in the past because yeah last year nobody leave me alone you're right yeah you're you're back but you're back i've, to I've, I've you spent Mr. a, nice a guy. significant amount of time hunting by myself and i don't mind it one bit except for the getting snaked part. yeah no uh, if it's a no wind day and we're not sure which way they're coming from you get snaked, and that happened to me a couple times towards the end of the year, because there was a couple days that were clear and cold, we didn't have any weather, and I remember it happened to me a few times, especially with the roll top that we put it. So. Right. That roll top's pretty sweet, though. Oh, it is, especially hunting in the weather, you know, because when you yep. know which way they're coming, it makes all the difference in the world. And when, last year, when it was pouring rain,
1: if you were sitting under that roll top, you were no, doing that good. that
0: thing, yeah, no, that thing was uh, worth its weight in gold, I think. For sure. It's...
1: And it's, it's at the right height where, you know, it's a little higher than a lot of the other roll tops I've seen, but it, it makes it, ooh, pardon me. um, it makes it where you can really see see underneath it and, and
0: comfortably have it over you. That's you the thing, let like it react- want too low, you know, um, and I, I don't think it really matters with the concealment because you've got to figure I made it, I think, 18 inches off the ground. Right. So when the bird is... 40 yards in the air, you know, that 18 inches goes down to, you know, oh, yeah. nothing. So, well, we, you know, when we you hop out, out of it, good, too.
1: Yeah, when we hop out of that thing, and, like, if you hop out to take a piss or something,
0: and you look back at the guys in there, like, holy cow, man, yeah, they're concealed. Yeah, it, it, it worked pretty well, and I I got that, actually, I copied, I mean, it's a completely different design, because it's right. for a check, but I copied that uh, Casey Stanford's style if anybody uh, ever hunted with him i copied his you know i hunted with him one on a guided hunt sure with him a couple of years ago and was like man this is the way to do it and finally it's like all right we built it this year so um yeah, yeah we did that's the first
1: time i've seen a roll top yeah i was on a guided hunt with a different outfitter yeah merlot has one yeah that's who yeah I a lot of them with. have them i
0: know on the bigger blinds but i haven't seen anybody really run it the way we do and it's completely independent of the blind right so, we're not fooling with the landowners blind or anything like that. You know, we can take it all the way out of the field if we need to. Yep. And, uh, yep, it, it worked out great.
1: And, and getting it out of there wasn't too bad either.
0: No, way better than I thought. Yeah. I thought it was going to be harder to get out of there. You know, getting it in is easy with no water, but, uh, getting it out, I thought was going to be harder, but it wasn't a big deal. No, no. Nice. And, uh, I shit. I'd try to build them and sell them if it didn't cost so much. We'd have to sell them for a fortune to make any money on them, but, uh, worked good. <laughs> Well, that's, uh, that's all waterfowl stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Everything we buy is freaking overpriced. But, I mean, it costs what it costs. And we had a fair amount of money in just steel because, you know, this Joe Biden's America. Freaking everything's through the roof. So Oh, yeah. Uh, well
1: transitory
0: uh, inflation. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's just it's here. It'll be gone before you know it, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah, right. right. I mean, I think we had $500 in just materials only, and the thing was for a four-man blind. So. Man, I mean, you start adding up labor costs and everything, yeah, to make one and sell it for, make it worthwhile to sell it, you know, you're getting pretty dang expensive, so. Well, I
1: saw some meme online, you know, those, those memes you see floating around that said something along the lines of, you know, if you uh, teach someone to duck hunt, they'll never have money for drugs.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty friggin' true. Yeah, that's pretty friggin' true, man. Yeah.
1: No, duck hunting
0: is the drug. Oh, yeah. That's our drug. Uh, we love the hell out of it. Here we are in friggin' April talking about it.
1: And- oh, yeah. Well, back back to my story. So I'm sitting there in the fog because we're talking about how, you know, unloading and reloading hardly ever produces actual birds, right? Yeah. And uh, it's crazy craziest thing sitting there in fog. It's slow slow, very slow day, probably November or something, you know, how it gets. And uh, I just had a speck that I was able to call in really nicely, you know, because talked about this before but getting into the spec calling and especially early in the season you can work these singles in small groups pretty good um, but I had unloaded and I was just by myself really just had like the morning off work not uh, no rush just kind of enjoying the morning and it unloaded was gonna finish my coffee before getting out of there and uh my dog I hear my dog whining you know I have her in, in her pop-up kennel down the check a little bit and I'm like what is she whining at uh, and sure enough, you know, got a, got a Drake Spoony sitting in the pond because I got snaked.
0: <laughs> yeah, it happened. And I'm like, and not out at our place.
1: Yeah, yeah, and my and my gun was already unloaded and <laughs> in the case because I can, you know, I bring a case out. Yeah, to, you to and Mason out. do
0: that weird shit, and I don't understand it, but you guys do it. Yeah, I don't like a sling because I've See, had the I, sling caught too many times. I look at a gun without a sling is like a bicycle without a chain. And maybe it's from days of packing it so far. But, right. I mean, I, I've i seen guys take the sling off when they get to the blind. I've done that before, That's too. what I would do. I Especially mean, if I'm missing. I, I took it off like, oh, the sling's <laughs> fucking I, me up. But, I mean,
1: have you had a sling caught before? It sucks.
0: Yeah, well, caught on what? I've had it caught on the
1: blind. Those little hooks that some Oh, the blinds oh, have.
0: oh. I was saying like walking out No.
1: So, you know, you go to shoulder the thing and it's
0: caught. And I have, yeah.
1: I, you know, you feel like an idiot.
0: I, uh... I don't know. I've always I put slings on all my guns. I, maybe it's a lazy man deal, but uh.
1: I used to do the slings until I had a cotton, and then I just never again. You know, I just can't I can't do that again. So I I put it in the in the bag the and uh, or the case and and sling it out that way. But
0: I had something horrible to admit. Duck season ended the end of January. Yeah, you haven't cleaned your gun. I ain't either. cleaned my gun. <laughs> what a piece of shit, huh? I. I now I did soak her down with WD and leave it sitting upside down. Yeah. But I didn't clean my gun. Usually, I do in the end of season. I unless it's torrential downpour, which we had. So I cleaned yeah. my gun a couple times this year yep. during season, which I normally don't. I know you're supposed to, blah blah. But I mean, that's why I got this high dollar friggin' ancient millie because it's not one of the new bro SB3 ones. But uh.
1: do you run anything down the barrel <clears throat> at least?
0: No, I should. But if I'm in a torrential downpour, yeah. I will shoot. You know, it's pins because you your choke still come out okay. I fool with that pretty regularly to make right. sure I don't have problems. But I, I should take better care of it. I mean, I've been shooting it for over ten years now, and I've it's a testament to Benelli. Their shit works, man. I'll tell you. Um, and I. Like I said, normally clean it after it's a big rainstorm or whatever, and I'll you know I'll take it all the way down. And like everybody knows, sometimes you take your gun some part of the way down. Other times yeah. you take it all the way down. Oh, yeah. I took it all the way down, and I put new springs in it and stuff. I think mid-season, actually. I had them sitting around the good wolf springs everybody talks about. Okay. And uh, I didn't have any problems. I'm like, you know, well, I got them. I'll put them in it. And I think I did that mid-season because we had all this rain. And we hunted a lot at the end of the year, and for whatever reason, I remember soaking her in friggin' WD forty and leaving her sit in the corner on a newspaper. And but I have not cleaned it, and that's kind of a friggin' dirtbag move. So, now does your does your spring go down into the butt sock?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a pain. Yeah, yeah, my uh, my SX three is the same way. I just I just took that spring out, and of course yours is inertia, so it's going to be a little. Yeah, you
0: should have seen me trying to put the friggin' new magazine screen. It looked like trying to put a jack in the box oh, back yeah, in there. Those suck. Oh, it but was horrible. horrible. I've had
1: I've had to replace that that magazine tube before. And I mean, the
0: factory ones, you know, it's friggin' over ten years old. Yeah. So it, you know, I took it out, and cleaned that. That ain't a big deal. Putting that brand new Wolf spring in there. Yeah, I mean, it's friggin' like putting a friggin' bobcat in a suitcase or something. I friggin' <laughs> thing come off like ten times. Hit me in the eye. knock my beer over. I mean, it was a friggin' like ten minute ordeal.
1: Dude, years ago I was cleaning a, you know, I got a little 1022 rifle. Best, one of my favorite guns. Like, you you go to the range, yeah, yeah. bring a box of 500 rounds of 22 and just plink for as long as you want to out there. In fact, if I get another uh, fun rifle, it's probably going to be another 22. Uh, Yeah, like a Henry Golden Boy or something. Yeah, cool. Just something to have fun with. Uh, But I was. Cleaning it, and I did, you know, like you're talking about, like you know, full takedown, and uh, on carpet over carpet, and one of those little, one of those tiny little springs from <laughs> wherever, probably in the bolt or something, you know, flies out. I can't find this thing, and then uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta go online and figure out what part it is and order it, and then but, and then it, I swear, just like you know, this, this is gonna happen. As soon as this thing gets here, I find it.
0: <laughs> yep, that's how it goes, yep.
1: <laughs> so I still have an extra spring. <laughs> I haven't, uh, it's like, well, I guess if I ever take it apart again, but I hardly <laughs> ever take that thing apart. It shoots fine, you know. I, Once in a
0: while, I'll take it apart. I, I mean, I know some, like, true gun nuts that just go crazy with this kind of talk, but.
1: Well, I know. And, yeah, it took me a while because, you know, uh, being a former Marine and, you know, infantryman, you always want your. You always clean your rifle. It's like this, exactly. the cycle of every day is like you know. You have your, uh, you know, when you're in the field, it's like you always have to make time for weapons maintenance. You always have to have that thing clean and ready to go. So, but these shotguns that we have, they're built for this, in my opinion. They
0: are, and I. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're a Marine, you know. But like an AK, the tolerances on those things are so loose, they'll shoot with anything. You know what I mean? They, my buddy bought one. It had the friggin', uh machine grinding still in it, you know. I mean, it just – the tolerances are so loose, and I I don't know. I mean
1: – Well, that's why all these thorough countries use them, right? Exactly. Yeah, because they build these things by hand. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've seen
0: some pretty jake. I'm sure you've seen even worse, you know, overseas, so.
1: Sure. But
0: – Yeah, I don't have an AK. I wouldn't mind one. Yeah, I don't either. I'm not a big black gun guy. I, you know, I – of course, I have an AR like everybody yeah, same else. Here. You know, I yeah. ran out and got one when they started saying we had to get rid of them, you know, I don't know, six, seven years ago when I think Brown was still in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so I got one, and I probably, I don't think I even have a thousand rounds through it, you know. We've had some fun yeah. with it, but to be honest, I don't do that much target shooting with guns. I used to do a lot more when I was younger. I don't even do that much practice shotgunning, you know, until season, but I wish I did. It just...
1: I, yeah, some days that shows too. Oh, you're fucking right, does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, for, I mean, it's so mental.
0: It's oh, yeah, yeah. freaking all mental, you know. Yeah, I, you know, some days I'm dead eye dick, can't miss. Other days, more so than not, I've you know kind of hit the broadside of the barn. But uh, yeah, I've a couple times i looked at my gun like are these freaking blanks, dude. You know.
1: Well, it's not. You know, I've been watching a lot of Little League lately, and uh, both my kids pitch, and seeing them on the mound is pretty cool. And you know, love, yeah, I see love watching posting that. stuff on
0: Instagram about that. That's friggin' cool, man. And
1: so much of it, it's like shooting. You know, pop that thing open.
0: Oh, yeah. We got another one.
1: Perfect. Um, but it's like shooting, you know, it's so mental. And and once, once these kids, you can see it, once they pitch a couple balls. They start going downhill mentally. Same thing with like duck hunting. Once you miss a couple times, yep. you're screwed. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you just gotta kind of
1: you know. Unless you can reset mentally and, and get yeah. back. Well, to- I
0: mean, I had all of that day that we had a we had a that epic shoot with all the frigging monkey pox snow geese that were flying around. <laughs> that morning okay, yep you remember i kind of hit shit that morning we would have had a pile if we would have yeah, we, we did have a pile, we had a huge but, pile three of us yeah. but yeah we we guarantee we would have had our duck limits oh yeah, I yeah we were not, just barely yeah.
1: short of of, of getting we we're getting just our yeah ducks. we were,
0: how we were short i mean i think a couple, we had
1: eight no 17 ducks or 18 ducks yeah i think 18 ducks 17 geese something like that for the it for was the a group. pretty
0: good day but yeah, in the morning I went hitting shit and it was one of them torrential downpours and I, I thought I would dress for it and I got soaked through and I was wearing this sweatshirt underneath. Should have been wearing a Sitka jacket. I probably should have been. I love my friggin' <laughs> wax cotton, but that day and then having that sweatshirt underneath, dude, I felt like the Michelin man and I just, yeah. I couldn't, I, I mean, excuses are excuses, but. Um, I don't know if I finally ended up shedding that thing and shot shooting better or what. But by the afternoon that was the day we shot that yeah, band. I think Spain. we stayed till about one that day. We were we were out there a while yeah. and uh by the end of it I finally was able to come back but yeah, yeah. that morning i yeah i was freaking pretty down on myself i was kind how of help with you saying how much i suck every other freaking shot but i mean it's hard to ignore <laughs> <laughs> especially yeah. when these snow geese are what you can yeah, yeah. 10 yeah. yards Ten pods, 15 snow yards geese coming in yeah trying to land on your oh my shoulder gosh. like a parrot yeah
1: that was wild they uh well it's it's just location at that that morning we happen to be just what a little bit south I guess it would be southwest of this field. I mean, just a couple what, hundred yards where they were all all laying on it. So they would get up. These snogies would get up in groups. And yeah, just a couple at right a time, over.
0: and they just kept coming. And yeah, kept right coming over, over the line. Yeah, I and mean, we're hunting them over water. This wasn't like we we're decoying them with a whole bunch no. of decoys or anything. You know, we're not even trying to shoot snows really. No, but you can't uh, not shoot snows on a day like that. No, and I mean they didn't act like snows. It was that was that yeah. was super weird day. That was the height of that weird bird flu deal. And yeah, that was
1: weird. That uh and then it was kind of the perfect hunt though because you had all your all
0: the geese, and then we had some we had, we had some, some specs. good groups. Of, yeah, we got a couple specks, and we had some good groups of ducks. coming and then out the, out. Like, yeah, the groups. ducks came late though. Yeah, they did yeah. come later, and it was good groups you know like there were groups yeah. of four or five some of them were you know 10 15 at a time i remember there were some big groups of ducks that was a cool day man
1: that's a lot of fun well I, but there was that day uh
0: you and i were hunting out in robins
1: where i was i was like you that that it was reversed i couldn't hit anything oh yeah it happens <laughs> yeah it happens i like
0: you know mason you know he's i've been my hunting buddy a long time now i i want to say it's been 12 years or something mason and i've been hunting together it's been a long time yeah and uh, I've seen that dude just smoke him. Oh, yeah. And then I've seen him not hit shit. You yeah, know, like, just like vice versa. You know, we're like I say, we're real duck cutters and we're not, you know, so vain we act like we are uh, we don't miss because we all have days where we're heroes and we all have days that we suck ass, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. For sure. And and I've had that, you know, I've, I, I do try to go to the trap range, uh, do some sporting clays before the season starts, before Dove, just to kind of get into it and i used
0: to do it a lot but i mean shit anybody knows me personally my life's been pretty freaking wild here the last couple years so i just kind of stumble into everything nowadays but uh well dove hunting is a good intro to it oh yeah maybe this year uh give me a call i can head down and do some shooting with you
1: yeah maybe next year next year. Yeah, maybe 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 not this year, John. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe next time, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah oh, I'm good. kidding. You can yeah. Oh no no no. Well, yeah, if you know if you know me, I'll go I'll go sporting plays with anyone. I don't
0: care, I. Oh well, yeah, I've seen some of the people you went with and, and you'd be true. happy to have me, you know.
1: That's, you'll be a hero. Yeah. Just uh yeah, there's one one person in particular. I mean, I'll keep his name out of it, but <laughs> last time we went, he beat me and I beat
0: myself up i i thank you I for
1: reminding me that. sulking for weeks over yeah that. yeah
0: the, yeah to be beat, beat by this guy is you know one of the you know it's demasculating i would think you know i mean it's i can't think of much worse yeah. than happening to a guy you know but.
1: yeah well it was it was not good i uh i don't know normally i do pretty pretty well but
0: that that time was rough i uh yeah, we'll have to go no, yeah, I'd, before
1: we do the dove shoot, maybe.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hopefully we can get a decent group together this year. For the dove hunting? Yeah, I'd like yeah. Us to get a group of guys, you know. Last
1: year we had some, it was just you and I in the morning, but we had two other guys from the club come out in the afternoon. Yep, that was Oh,
0: hipsters. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. Do they listen? Uh, I, I don't know. We'll have to get They're them out there. probably too yeah. busy drinking their tea with their finger out and... <laughs> <laughs> Driving around in their hundred thousand dollars frigging cars, but looking down on you yes, yes. in your crack house. Yes, I know. I know my dilapidated crack house. In Gridley. Yes, I know. What a dirt bag. <laughs> 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 I, I like Gridley though.
1: Uh, Gridley's a great town. Yeah, yeah, yeah great. I don't mind. I like these valley towns. I...
0: They're all the same. I, I think Gridley's a little bit better than some of the other ones on Highway ninety nine. But sure, that's just my personal opinion. A lot of duck hunting history here. And yeah. Um, got the, I mean, where else do you, I'm sure, if anybody's listening from out of state, I'm especially in the south, I know a couple of guys I, I talked to this morning in Mississippi, um, how many places can you find a town that has a trailer park with a bar in it? And of course, the bar is a trailer also. That's not a lot of places. Yeah. You know. Something to be proud of. Yeah, it's, I love the place. You know, <laughs> yeah, great place. I, I frequent there quite often, they Went over an ownership change or something. and uh,
1: I mean, it's genius. Who would have thought?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And you would think, you know, for you, you know, biased folks, you know, I'm open-minded, but a lot of people that aren't, you'd think it would be, you know, kind of the filth of the filth in there. No, knew? Complete opposite. The hierarchy of gridley, you know? A bunch of, you know, farmers in there and, right. you know, guys, you know, they're successful folks and. You know, it's kind of the local clientele. It's not quite like you'd think. I mean, I've never seen anybody do any meth or, you you know, there ain't people riding in and, you know, clapped out, you know, cars on three uni spares with no registration. It's like, you know, pretty high-class people, so.
1: Well, you're right. We were over there. uh, We didn't go in, but we were in that area, and I I saw the parking lot, and there's a couple decent cars in there. Yeah, it's good folks,
0: especially you go in, like I go in, and they're not open late or nothing. It's a, you know, they're, I think they open They used to open a lot earlier before COVID, and they have a big dice game they do on Sunday mornings, but they don't stay open very late. You know, maybe 10 is like a Saturday night late. That's good folks over there. I've met a whole lot of folks that are great people over there. They had a lot of duck hunters, too. You know, I moved to Gridley for duck hunting. You know, I'm from Grass Valley, and uh, fire insurance and everything, and...
1: Well, yeah, what kind of, I mean, you're you're close to a lot of the refugees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: You know, early season, Sharon and me, that's my daughter, we'll ride out to, uh, you know, Dry Creek or wherever and yep. Um, get a number, you know, before we're, we're flooded up, you know, or when it's, you know, sometimes it's not very good yet, early for us anyway, so. Right. And we're, our, we got flooded a little late this year, and yeah, I'll ride out there and drink beer in the parking lot, talk shit to all the kids, you know, and. Have fun, you know, get a number the night before, and it's cool. I, I like living here. It's a good place, man.
1: Yeah, I like that, talking shit to all the kids. It's funny, you and I were talking earlier how, uh, you know, the older you get, the more you hate young people.
0: I'm yeah. There. Yeah, I'm there. Oh, yeah, no, you are like the frigging get-off-my-lawn type of guy. Oh, know? yeah. Now, for all you mullet-ridden kids, I'm much nicer than Robert. Robert is like the stern, strict old man that, even though he's frigging probably 10 years younger than me, he's way more of a dick than I am. I'm actually the nice guy here. But Robert hates the youth of America. That's a little strong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: certainly more, I would say certainly more proper than you. I'm not not a degenerate.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you this. If I walk into a gas station and you're trying to buy beer out front and he walks into a gas station, you probably asked me before you asked him. I would think. I would tell you to get fucked too, but I'm just saying off of parents.
1: Yeah, I had someone shoulder tap me. <laughs> really? Uh, it, was, it was like a year and a half or so ago. Um, in Sacramento, this this kid, he's driving a work truck. And he goes, hey, sir, you know, uh, can you buy me a can of Copenhagen or whatever? I said, dude, you're driving a work truck. Like, but you got to be 21 in this state. I forgot about that, right? Yeah. Because that was you know it was always 18. So you know, I I told him I said, "Hey man, listen, I can't I'm not going to risk that, but that's that law sucks." I mean, how are you an adult and they won't let you do that? That's stupid. All hey, right, now you
0: can go over and friggin' get shot at by Arabs or whatever, no problem. Right. But you, no, no. no. I think the military base they still sell I'm to sure it. you. I'm sure you can, but I just that is mean, so stupid to me. Are you kidding? Yeah, Are you have got kidding to me? coddle these children. Now, I don't know these laws because I'm not a frigging pothead. Right. Can you buy pot at the stores at I 18? I don't think so. I'm not pot at, 1, either. at but, least, At least that would be the same. But way. let me tell you, if,
1: if, the, if the 17 to... 20 year old crowd that I see driving these piece of shit Dodge Chargers. Oh, here we any, go. Is any indicator of Buckle how well up,
0: folks. these up, laws up, folks. are working?
1: Oh, he's going to get pissed here. These marijuana laws saying you have to be 21 stops nothing. Yeah.
0: They yeah, all I, smoke pot. I, I, I agree. I they all smoke pot. Because it seems silly. I mean, the same people that want. You Know kids not to buy tobacco, they're 21 are the same people wanting teenagers to vote, they're trying to make the voting age. Oh, yeah, 16. Yeah, that's absurd. You know, that's yeah, I just it's not what that says they have an agenda in my mind, but no, yeah, Dodge Chargers, huh? We all know about those things,
1: exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I would say what, what I mean. I don't know if you're comfortable releasing your feelings on it. I don't mind saying I think most people by and large, there's exceptions to everything, who drive Dodge
0: chargers are pieces of crap. I uh, actually conducted a survey and ninety eight percent of people that drive those cars are pieces of crap. Yeah. See? I mean and I actually called Dodge and asked if they sell their cars with mufflers because <laughs> everyone I see is louder <laughs> than shit. Uh, I know. And that's that's a very see
1: as as you get older, these things start bothering you, and I don't know why.
0: Well, because you'll be minding your business at a park, smiling at your kid. You know, happy as can be, and here comes some friggin' idiot hauling ass through a residential area with no mufflers and a Dodge Charger. Yep, probably on his way to go work at the cell phone store. Yes. (laughs) 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 I mean, these stereotypes hold true, right? No, the stereotypes are that for a reason. uh, Because they're generally true. Because I guess as new, inexpensive cars go, they're you know, a sleek, sporty car, even though most of them you see running around are V6, one, just complete pieces of shit. Right. But I guess to that certain demographic, they're cool. Um, for the friggin' mom that had to go to CarMax and was the only thing she can get, and she's just getting her kids back and forth to school, hey, we're not talking about you. You're the 2% of the good ones. But, uh...
1: No, you should probably get rid of that car as soon as possible, though.
0: Yeah, if you're on the right track, you're going to be upgrading. Cause, yeah. yeah, I did hear they quit making them. Or they're gonna, and thank, I mean, thank God. God. Yeah. But we're going to see these things riding around for years. No, they're horrible. Yes, they are horrible.
1: And the people that drive them are horrible. And if you're if you're in that small two <laughs> percent, and you're offended right now,
0: well, I mean, if, if you're offended, I then right. I
1: think you're out of that two percent. You're with I, the ninety eight percent. If you're I, if you I, don't yeah. understand, yeah. if you haven't observed. That most people that drive these are idiots. Because
0: I I understand from a different point. I drive a diesel truck. Now, it doesn't smoke or anything because it's newer and all that. But there's a certain section of people that make me look like an idiot also. So I can relate. I might butt hurt that people call all the friggin', you know, brodozer guys friggin' dipshits. No, I'm not one of them guys. So, I'm not hurt, and if you drive a Dodge Charger, I hope you're not hurt, and if you are, you're probably a pussy, and you probably should keep driving it, though.
1: Now, if you're in in California, one of the things you notice, and it's trickled, it's probably started in the big cities, but it's everywhere now. As you and we saw it today. You go to an intersection and what do you see in the middle of that thing? Oh yeah, a bunch of Brodies,
0: man. Sideshows. Yeah. Shutting down the Bay Bridge, you know, and like, shit they did one in Marysville for a couple weeks ago. Yep. And we just seen it, they did want at the friggin' corner of East Gridley Road. What a bunch of morons. And it's like it just yeah, yeah, I did plenty of Brodies in my day. I had a bunch of old cool fast cars. I'm sure you didn't, but I did. But I would go to abandoned places and do it. These guys are doing it straight for look-at-me attention, shut down our society, and I think it's stupid.
1: Now, when you say I'm sure you did it, what ages are we talking about?
0: I was probably – I couldn't have been any older than 42 years old. (laughs) 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 No, no. uh, Early 20s, I did it. I Uh. mean, I didn't get a cool, fast car until I was probably early 20s, you know. But uh, I was working and stuff. But I mean, we were into hot rods. We were hot rod guys when I was younger. You know, that's what we. You know, I spent my youth working on cars. I, you know, a mechanic by trade, and so it was a little different. A lot of these guys are not really car guys. They just went and you know, and they they see it on YouTube or whatever and do it.
1: But yeah, I think that's so. Well, that's the you know, I I told I was telling you earlier how I. Caught a kid doing donuts at the little intersection by our house, right? Not even a... Yeah, a, right like in a, your
0: friggin' neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. not
1: even a, like a traffic light or anything. Just being stupid. And his friend was out outside the car filming it. Because that's what they do now, is they film it and they post it on... I don't know where they post it on, because I'm not on these things.
0: Yeah, probably on Instagram right next to us, but we just don't see that side yeah. of it, I'd guess. But. Well,
1: if yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's uh, I miss that. I think that... The whole social media thing just it brings out a whole different uh side of, of things. It brings out the worst in people in some ways when you when you have this like uh clout that you're chasing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I agree.
1: Um I'm glad it wasn't around when I was a teenager. I mean I think it's ruining these kids
0: personally. Well it is because, you know, like you know, you went in confronted this kid after he recognized yeah. his car. Yep, yeah, yeah, I and, sure uh, did. yeah Absolutely. he was you know just a, found him at the gas station yeah. later hours later yeah yeah and it's just like yeah and then they're you know in person you know being confronted yeah by not not
1: because, threatening them i mean i'm not gonna threaten yeah them. just not authority an you know yeah. i mean but just hey is this you or you know yeah. like hey don't don't come on my street and do that man yeah exactly. you know and, and they're oh shaking and you know they're not used to being confronted now i'm sure there's that rule doesn't apply to everyone i'm sure there's some little badass gangster oh yeah out there's some there.
0: wannabe yeah. you know modern day james sure. dean that'll tell you to go fuck yourself yeah, absolutely
1: no, um but I've, you know, I, I told you about that one kid that was down the street for me not a couple years ago. Also drove a Dodge Charger, no coincidence <laughs> there. Uh, and when I confronted him, he was literally shaking. Shaking. And, yeah, just shaking. And I was like, what the hell, man? I'm not, I'm not threatening you. I'm just talking to you on a sidewalk.
0: Yes. Uh, society is going off the rails as we speak. But- right.
1: But can't get confronted on anything, so. I don't know. What a weird direction we took this thing. I know. it
0: Had a bunch of frickin' angry old men, huh? Well, you've been an angry man. An angry old man for a long time. Well, that's what my Instagram says. Grumpy old man since age 12. I
1: mean, I think people have mistaken you for a grandparent multiple
0: times. (laughs) Yes, yes. I've been able to buy beer since I was probably 17 years old.
1: (laughs) You're 10 years older than I am, but, you know, it's but you look Look 20 some days. Oh,
0: well, I act 20 most days, but...
1: No, you look 20 years older.
0: <laughs> oh, oh! Yeah, <laughs> not, I am, you know, not I, 10. I, I've, I've definitely get that. The only thing, I think I've looked this way for 20 years. I've packed on a few more pounds, but I, I pretty much look the same this long. My hair ain't going gray yet, which is kind of weird. I, we'll see now that I quit drinking <laughs> Bud Light. Maybe there's something in that that kept my hair <laughs> not gray, but...
1: Yeah, I don't... I think it's, it's probably all, you know... Uh, drinking beer for so long probably does take a toll on
0: you physically. You would think. um I mean, I'm pretty damn spry. Like you know, I get true. around. I mean, That's I sure. You know, I don't have to work out in the shop anymore, but uh you know, I'm still pretty active. And you know, I freaking climbed a lighthouse hill in Mexico. And I mean, I uh-huh. I'm still pretty spry. I broke my back in six spots a couple of years. Yeah, ago. I remember that.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I could do a somersault. And, I don't know. I think it's a fountain of youth myself. <laughs> Everyone else has it wrong. Yeah, I, that's what I think. But. Well, we're getting towards
1: the, the the top of the hour here, so we should probably wrap this up. Any any closing thoughts you want to leave our listeners with before um, the next one?
0: Yeah, just uh thanks for all the messages from everybody. And sure, the, you know, like I say I got quite a few DMs on my Personal page. I had some old buddies, some hunting buddies. Like Brian, I used to hunt with years ago. I hadn't seen him, and he started following us and messaged me. And, uh, you know, give us some content. All I've got is pretty much positive feedback, and I'd like to hear some.
1: Yeah, give us a hate. Pass yeah. this on to your Dodge Charger <laughs> loving friends.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, criticism or not, or, you know, and ideas, you know, something you might want us to talk about, or, you know, our opinion on this or that. And, uh,
1: I think we are looking into getting some guests on
0: in the future. Yeah, we're going to evolve. So, uh, yeah. I, my I know buddy. Oh yeah, yeah, I had to give a plug to my one buddy. That, I think his name is Fish and Fool Forever on Facebook. He plugged us. I know it and me and Joe. We can go into a funny story. He used to be my roommate. He actually let me live with him. Probably one of the biggest mistakes of his life. Yeah, I can
1: see that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, He's a he is a fishing fool. That dude is into it. Now Robert will probably you know belittle him, but I would never do that. Uh, I, listen, I like fishing more yeah. than Dodge Chargers.
1: <laughs> at least it's a moral thing to do. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. But he's an excellent fisherman. I, I'd like to bring him on at some point. Um, you know, we got a couple other people we've been talking to about getting on. Yeah, we're gonna get our technology better as this thing goes along. We've just kind of threw this together. You know, I've been talking about it for years, but Robert finds it. Yep, we're doing it.
1: And if you love this podcast, but you, you want the technology to increase, uh, you know, and you want to you hook us up with some sweet equipment,
0: reach out, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or any of you guys are super tech nerds that can help us out with some of it, because we want to do bumper music like everybody else, and yep. we want to get to that point, you know, like I say, this is only our third episode, but we, I I started out a little better than I thought. I mean, we've got a pretty decent, you know, following already, and, you know, i we're going to keep doing it. So
1: yeah, I've been pretty surprised. I've I've
0: been surprised by the demographics of people. I mean, we've actually had a couple broads listening and anybody that knows me, most women are disgusted by me in every form, physically, emotionally. I mean, everything about me, most women can't stand. So for all you gals out there that have been listening, thank you very much. And, uh, odd
1: thing to brag about but it's, I,
0: I, it's not something to brag about my cross to bear uh when i was a kid you know yeah. the mothers hated me the fathers loved me as a man i mean hell i i've been thrown out of your house more than once you know yeah, that's true yeah, my but, wife says yeah. hate you yeah. <laughs> i'm in back of the good graces now she said hi to me today so, yeah well, yeah. well yeah. i was out of the good graces <laughs> at that time so it's thin ice but yeah it's uh it's uh how we roll but it's it's been fun. We're gonna keep doing it for
1: sure. Yeah, we want to. We want to hear. We want to hear how the hunting's going where you're at. Uh, I know I was talking to a kid that was that he, he texted me and said he listened to the podcast, but he's a refuge hunter and uh, was pretty motivated by it. I think there's just a lot of uh, hunger out there for for this type of thing. I mean, I, like I, I listen. We listen to waterfowl podcast. You and I do. Yeah, so,
0: yeah. There's a lot of good stuff out there, and not a lot. of
1: local to this area that's for sure no not
0: for us and i, I think this little I and mean, we're in a very big waterfowl area and it's you know any guides out there would love to you know talk to us and plug your deal you know hell let's freaking talk about it man it'd be cool so yeah for so sure it's primarily a waterfowl hunting podcast but of course we've got to get a little bit of shit talking in and I don't know. It's, it's going better than I thought, so.
1: I mean, there's a lot of these things go hand in hand. Uh, waterfowl, turkey, dove, beer, baseball. I mean, it
0: all. Yeah. It's all kind of the typical middle class. Yeah, that's the, uh, yeah. I mean, we're just working guys, you know, um, Robert's a veteran, you know, I'm a, a veteran of many years of battling alcoholism, <laughs> but,
1: <laughs>
0: but, uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank and you. You're for... Welcome for your service. Yeah. But, um, you know, we're just regular guys, and, and I don't know. I I hear a couple podcasts of regular guys, and it's like I'm funnier than fucker. So we seem to be making a run at it, and we got a you know good following so far. So keep it up and message us. And I guess that's about all I got, man. For sure.
1: All right. Well, we'll wrap this thing up, and we'll hopefully do it again soon, and
0: and maybe uh, maybe do something that farmers in the future that sounds yeah funny. doing on-site podcast at farmers would be cool i think we could do it there um i don't i don't think they'd have a problem with it yeah uh, we haven't asked so if you're <laughs> listening <from> farmers <laughs> sorry yeah i don't know seeds and desist order or anything <laughs> but yeah we'd sit outside and just do what we're doing but uh nah it's been fun ride so far we're only three in but i I mean, we got plenty of shit to talk about. We're we're just not even the tip of anything yet, so. No, no, we yeah. haven't yeah. even gone yeah. there, but so. we will. It's oh, on the horizon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got plenty of stuff, so stay tuned. We got to talk about Mexico trip. We got to talk yep. about the uh, white trash tier system. Yep. Some of you I know personally have heard this. It's a great system. I recommend any Fortune 500 company listen to this. Uh, it's very good system. That's foolproof on hiring people.
1: So. Yeah, you're you're a bit of a, uh, a cultural observer, a uh, anthropologist, you could say. Yes, I don't even know what that word means, but yes, yes. Social scientist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right, man. we'll talk again.
0: All right. See you next week, we'll man. see
1: ya